the volume. All right, we are back on another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Alex Monaco, there is nothing like waking up to a Scotty Van Bad Beat. If you follow me on Action Network, follow me on Twitter, I bet almost everything. I bet, and we're in the semifinals, riveting World Cup, lot of interesting storylines. I just want to say this, Spain versus Sweden. It could have went either way. I lean Spain. I go scuba Steve under two. Games at 1 a.m. Pacific. I'm not staying up on a school night. I wake up. I look at the box score. I look at Twitter. It was nil-nil in the 80th. If you bet soccer, you know there is no sticker sport to bet next to baseball. You could be up the whole game. You could be winning your bet. 80 out of 90 minutes, not one, not two, three goals. Two for Spain, one for Sweden. Mazel tub to Spain. They move on to the finals. I lose under two. I am fitting like a Hebrew on a high holiday to kick off the show. We go from football to football, though. Action-packed show. NFL preseason week one in the books. A rich Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Got takeaways on all of them. I got your interesting notes on bets you have to consider after week one of the NFL preseason. And certainly last but not least, Dalvin Cook is a new Hard Knocks member. We got Zeke cleaned up on Twitter, showing the fresh cut, heading to New England, two running backs off the board. Love it. I'll give my thoughts on that. Do they move the needle at all on anything bets? And I do want to speak on, because yes, people are itching to bet football. If you are going to bet the NFL preseason, I do occasionally. I pick my spots. I got some do's and don'ts as well in that category, as well as a couple things that kind of shocked me in the world of NFL preseason week one. But I want to start out with the star-studded gentleman the big three of this draft class. You got Bryce, you got CJ, you got a rich. I'm actually, I'm actually going to start in Bill's mafia land, Anthony Richardson. I, I watched this game live again. These were all in succession. This was one of the first games on the slate. Everyone was fired up for it. Colts were actually minus three and a half ended up losing the game, but Anthony Richardson, who everyone wants to jump on because he threw an ugly pick off his back foot. Let's realize seven for 12, 67 yards, teases his mobility a little bit, shows us a Costco sample of those unteachable traits clearly to me. And again, few penalties, couple drops, but 123 yards of offense on the road in one quarter in Buffalo. I mean, you put a rookie quarterback in a hostile NFL environment and yes, one of the benefits of playing in the SEC, you're battle-tested much more, in my humble opinion, than other conferences. Same thing that CJ has on his on his side. Excuse me, uh, Bryce has on his side. Anthony Richardson, to me, impressed. I look at him, and, and two things have already happened since the start. Jonathan Taylor, back in camp, 
first thing Monday morning. No more unexcused absences. NFL Twitter posted Anthony Richardson, certified starting quarterback. For some reason, they didn't want to announce it after the first preseason week one game. Here he is. And, and I watched his interview. I like watching pregame, postgame interviews. I'm a big, you know, I'm a radio guy. I used to watch WWF back in the day. I love the interviews just as much as the fighting. I love watching process. I love watching how these guys take themselves in and off the uh, in and off the field and carry themselves. And Anthony Richardson taking 10 laps around the field visualizing what it was like to be in this moment before the crowd got there. That's some veteran type ish right there. For a young lad in his early 30s now a decade into meditation every morning 15 to 20 minutes baby. If I don't hit you back in the morning, you know what I'm doing. That goes a long way. That's a leadership quality you want to see. So Colts have to me a guy that could change the betting market in a matter of weeks because we don't know what Anthony Richardson's ceiling is. We know Bryce Young's going to come in as we talk about him here and be poised. That's the number one takeaway for me watching Bryce Young. Now they got smoked, absolutely cooked 27 nothing. The New York Jets defense, not even stars, looked incredible. Bryce Young, humble outing, four for six, 21 yards. But, you know, first play, they go five wide, little big 12 tees, if you will, shotgun wide, goes through his progressions like a gentleman, hits Adam Thielen on a nice little curl route. Love to see it. Missed a couple of third down passes. Didn't love the second series, three and out. But, you know, you're backed up inside your own 15 they lost what they did in a lot of ways last year. Time of possession. They were the worst team in the league last year, the Carolina Panthers. And just not getting off the field quickly on defense, you know this game. This game is about time of possession. This game is about where you're starting each offensive possession. That is the most underrated element outside of realizing that it's not about skill positions. It's about the trenches. Where you start your drives, Carolina is going to have a mountain to climb as well as Bryce Young. But, you know, took a couple of hits. Don't love that. Uh, it took a big hit from Solomon Thomas, still completed a pass. It took a sack on a third series. So he's going to be banged up. But what I do love that I'm sure the Carolina Panthers love is that he is poised. Now he's small. That That's another takeaway. He's a little dude. So, him in the pocket, making the correct play, old school quarterback, if you will. I wonder how long that lasts as opposed to him having to use his feet, not necessarily top tier protection. Forgot to mention this with a rich, but he's got the best offensive line of these three guys by a mile. But I do like what I see with Bryce Young. N nothing too big of a takeaway. I mean, for goodness sakes, uh, only out there for a few series, four, six, 21 yards. But, you know, this guy's not going to bust. He's just not going to bust. And then C.J. Stroud, and, you know, I'll talk this out as I get into my preseason do's and don'ts. We know about Bill Belichick. Bill Belly eats rookie quarterbacks for breakfast. C.J. Stroud, I mean, I watched that game live. I actually bet it. My bet was the under uh, because New England can't move the football and they don't give up anybody scoring on. 
This defense for New England could be, I actually saw Bill Simmons tweet this, believe it or not, top three. I think it's the top five defense in this NFL league this year. I think this New England Patriots defense, and remind yourselves, plus 17 in a point differential category last year with a defensive coordinator calling offensive plays. You can't get much worse on one side of the football in New England. But C.J. Stroud, you know, he taps the ball with his hand and telegraphs a pass like it's division one March madness, 15 seed Bryant versus two seed North Carolina. You can't telegraph passes like that. My guy, you can get away with it in the big 10. You can't get away with it in the NFL, but CJ still to me looks like a guy. And and I've watched some training camp videos. I've read some articles about the Texans. Looks like he has a great command of the huddle has a ton of leadership intangibles. As far as, though, the telegraph pass and, and, and the little things that he got away with in college, what he does have working against him that A. Rich and, and Bryce don't is, you know, SEC experience. Collins talked about this. You play in the SEC, you start at quarterback in the SEC, you're going against Costco's sample renditions of future NFL defenses. Just look at the Georgia defense and look no further. So, All three takeaways, I think these three men are going to stick this season. I think these teams are going to rock with these guys. You have to where you took them, but I don't have any huge takeaways yet. I do think, though, Anthony Richardson has, ironically, the best situation despite the fact that he's got a pack of Skittles to throw to after Michael Pittman. Um, Preseason week one shockers. I want to start out, and I tweeted this, uh, and, and I, I feel this deep in my gambling gut, deep. The New Orleans Saints are going to run away with the NFC South. I mean absolute next to maybe the Chiefs and the Niners. It's been one baby you can drive my C-A-double-R series. You could say, Alex, one series – You're all in on the Saints. I was all in on the Saints before the one Derek Carr series. You have to put this all into perspective. And Derek Carr is not going to get this credit, this big salad Seinfeld credit, until you start to see it on the field halfway through October. This dude, and he's getting almost dragged in Vegas because Aiden O'Connell wearing his old number, by the way, Purdue quarterback, fourth round draft pick. I'll talk him out in a second. He is on my list of preseason shockers, but Derek Carr going six of eight for 70 yards and a tutty on 140 QBR against the Super Bowl champion, Kansas city chiefs. Yes. Not a starting defense. It is what it is, but the new Orleans saints to Come out with Derek Carr, who looked, he looked like a a 2.0 version of him. Almost Aaron Rodgers-esque as far as frustration to playing loose, playing light, playing like he's got a balanced club. I, I mean, that Saints offense last year had 19 points per game. The Saints D coming from last season into this was a top 10 overall defense from a points-per-game standpoint. And guess who next to Philly was the second-best pass defense? The New Orleans Saints. How 
about the Raiders in the same category. We know about what they were defensively. An abomination. They were the bottom four worst pass defense in the league. The point is, it's back to the sentiment of football when I mentioned it with the Panthers. You don't have a good defense. You don't have a reliable defense. You're just going to put your offense and your quarterback in spots. Your, your average yard of where you start your possessions is a lot more important. Again, the, the coaches in the weeds realize that average time of possession and winning the turnover battle and starting out with def- decent field position these three intangibles, these you have to do these little things when you don't have a top five quarterback. Derek Carr has been slept on for years. Derek Carr has been in, to, to quote a cowherd-esque relationship type analogy, he's been in an unhealthy marriage. He's been in an erratic one. I mean, you were playing on Oakland Ace infield half your career. And then you had to deal with a move to Vegas, keep that whole thing, ownership drama. The Raiders are dysfunctional. This isn't the John Madden, Howie Long, Raiders run club. The Raiders just can't get it all right for the life of them. But I look at what Derek Carr comes to, and it's going to bleed into my thoughts here on how you bet the preseason. He comes into a great fit. He's not going to be asked. Yes, he's going to be the face of the team, but he's not going to be asked to carry the team. He gets to lean. Have the Raiders ever even had a serviceable defense on his side? Maybe once, maybe once, not to mention he was in a division with Mahomes and Herbert the last three, four years. I mean, come on, who is the next man up at the quarterback position in the NFC South? Say it out loud. Desmond Ritter? Is he an 80 in Madden? I couldn't tell you. I don't have the game yet. Updated rosters. Bryce Young has to inherit so many new elements for this Carolina Panthers team. It's a growing pains here. It is absolutely a restructured Panthers club. They're just going to be happy to get seven, eight wins this year. And then you'll look at an OR on a depth chart because it's Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask. I mean, seriously. Process elimination, this NFC South, I don't have a reason in the world to do anything other than punch the Saints at plus 130 to win the South. It's the best defense in the division. They have the best quarterback in the division. And you go down the line of company culture, championship pedigree, guys that know how to be consummate professionals. I got to lean New Orleans over the other three teams. Uh, you got pops, pops in Atlanta, pops in Carolina. It's a grown man league, baby. Week one, only one drive, but Derek Carr is going to run away with the NFC South. Second takeaway in the NFL preseason has to be the Chicago Bears. Win the game, cover the spread, and Justin Fields, baby, three for three. 129 yards, two tutties out the gate, 62-yard screen like you're playing a video game, like it's NFL Blitz 2000, shout out N64. 62-yard screen to the new acquisition, DJ Moore. Khalil Herbert, beautiful screen making moves on the yak. You have to remind yourselves what Justin Fields and the Bears were last year 
despite their record, despite their record, get the record out of your head. It doesn't matter for this season. This team was the number one rushing offense in the league, in the league. Justin Fields up there with Russell Wilson, getting sacked 55 times, a league most, ain't going to happen again. He's going to make those strides, read those progressions more, uh, more efficiently, use his legs a little more appropriately, and he has more weapons. They also drafted right top 10 tackle. Uh, Justin Fields it gets almost put in a category of this dude's a playmaker, but he doesn't really take that great care of the ball. I, I, I tend to disagree here. Uh, you look at the last nine games of the season. He only had six interceptions. Now, that's not that's not nothing. That's something, but that's not Dak leading the league. 13 pass touchdowns, seven rush touchdowns. So 20 touchdowns to six interceptions over the last nine games of the season last year. You know, we're remembering the 12-7 loss to the Commanders on a Thursday night. We're remembering those moments where they aren't moving the football. Uh, this Bears team literally lost eight games by a possession. Eight games by a possession. And there's always a team, and I will sell you on this, that goes out of nowhere into our playoff NFL atmosphere. The Jaguars won three games with Urban Meyer. Did anyone have the foresight at sick over four to one value last year from a worst to first Jaguars team? No, but what they did have was a quarterback. I'm not saying Justin Fields is Trevor Lawrence. He's not, but Justin Fields by the end of the season, when the bears win the division and when the bears go nine and eight or 10 and seven is going to start to get into that 10, 11, 12th best quarterback in the league conversation. I'm telling you right now, the defense, by the way, looked completely revitalized. Yes, they were going against Malik Willis, not going against a King Henry. A, a lot to say. It's week one. It's preseason. I'm not jumping for joy over here. I'm just saying you saw some starters on the Bears. Edmonds, Walker, these dudes coming to the Bears and remind ourselves, the Bears' entire persona, 85 championship Bears on, has been defense helping the offense. This defense was an abomination last year. A lot correct on the defensive side of the ball, coupled with a refurbished offense. If Justin Fields can do what he is capable of, we've seen it in bits and spurts, but can he close out games? Can he lead his guys? Personally, I think the Bears, to me, are one of the best value bets on the board. And if you can't convince yourself that they're going to win the division at plus 430, punch in over seven and a half wins for me, please. And my last shocker of the preseason, didn't have this on my bingo card, but it does affect a bet. Aiden O'Connell, fourth round draft pick, Coach Brom, Purdue, Big Ten, knows how to throw the rock. Team that didn't even huddle in college. 50 tuds in the last two years. 50 touchdowns in the last two years in the Big Ten. Knows how to sling the rock. He comes in. And I did bet this game. I took the Niners. You know, your you're battle of the Bay. Going against your old quarterback, Jimmy G. Yes, not really playing the game. But I, thought, I sat there and I went, Trey Lance. They announced it. He's getting the first half. 
Sam Darnold's getting the second half. Two guys that could arguably start in this league. Darnold has two teams already. Against Aiden O'Connell and, and the lowly Raiders who have no defense. And the Raiders beat the brakes off. 34 Seth, Aiden O'Connell. 6'3 lad, fourth round pick. Again, kind of got lost in the weeds there because there were so many quarterbacks in this draft. Goes 15 of 18 for 141 and a tug. I mean, I'm watching his highlights again this morning. Making plays, and he is every bit of what you would say a Josh McDaniels, former OC for the Patriots, would want. He's more Brady than he is outside the pocket, modern-day quarterback playmaker. He sits in the pocket, and he reads his progressions, and he makes throws. Aiden O'Connell, to me, and, and again, Jimmy G made a class. Jimmy G is a figurine. He looks like a quarterback. Jimmy G, I said this the other day about an electrician in my household, that, that or an internet guy that couldn't get internet. I'm like, this dude is like John Stamos looking. I'm like, I don't want a John Stamos looking guy doing my internet. It looks like an actor hired to be the guy to fix my internet. I want a dude who looks like he lives for the internet. I don't want Jimmy G ultimately running my team. When you have a Raiders team like this, Jimmy G's never even been in dysfunction. He was with Belichick in New England. He was with Shanahan in San Francisco. Now he's with a dumpster fire. You might as well consider rolling out this kid. If O'Connell delivers another time or two in the preseason, I may change my tune on the Raiders who are sitting at six and a half wins. I may go from under to over. I mean, this dude, and you look at the Raiders' weapons. This is not an offense that doesn't have much support. I mean, this Raiders offense has some studs. Obviously, we know about Devontae Adams, and we know about Josh Jacobs coming. You know, they got Michael Mayer, the stud tight end, and they got Austin Hooper. They got a Keelan Cole out there. Look, they got they don't have nothing on offense for this dude. So I'm going to pay attention, not punching a ticket yet, to Aiden O'Connell because – if he steals the starting role and he starts coming out the gates firing, I, I may, I may take the Raiders at seven wins. They always play their division very tight as well. Um, let's go to what I want to, I, I feel almost compelled to talk this out just for a second. People want to bet football. People are itching to bet football. People don't want to bet baseball. They're not in the mood. To bet soccer out the Premier League gate. By the way, six and two on my Premier League picks to start the weekend. Man, you didn't cover the spread or the first half. Two losses yesterday. I started out six and zero, oh. but this do's and don'ts list that I made, I think, has a little bit of value here. If you're going to bet the preseason and you look at the preseason takeaways after you look at the scoreboards, and you know. A couple of things are true. You have to look at who's playing, who's not. Perfect Costco sample example. Kenny Pickett dancing against the Bucs who weren't rolling out all starters on defense goes down the field and cooks the Bucs. On that same thought, who is the better company culture in these preseason games? And I'm not right across the board here because the Raiders smoked the Niners. 
But you look at on down the list here, who won games in this week one. I'm looking at the Steelers 27-17 over the Bucs. Who's got the better company culture? Who's got the better coach? Who's got probably, if you had to educate a guest, a team who's had a more dialed-in training camp? The Pittsburgh Steelers or Tampa Bay, who's got an oar on their depth chart for quarterbacks in a turnover year, by the way. So although it's a bit of a hot take, you look at which team would you bet if you put a blindfold on and you said just their company cultures, I would go Steelers over the Bucks. They caught a W. Now you go a little bit down the line, not, not foolproof here, but the Bills beat the Colts. You know, no Josh Allen, Anthony Richardson starting, Minshew playing. You would think the Colts who were favored in that game would have won. Better company culture won. You look at the Chargers Rams, same stadium. Chargers not playing starters. Rams not playing starters. Chargers doubled their score, 34-17. We know about the Ravens preseason streak. It now goes to what, 24 games, 25 games? And you just you, you look at four, five, six games here, and it's either better company culture or look at that line that they hung. I think it was, again, a minus three and a half line, minus 170 on the money line. Packers versus Bengals. Bengals aren't, aren't playing anybody in that game. The Packers need, need to watch Jordan Love run a series or two, a quarter. They smoked the Bengals. So not telling you to go out and bet NFL preseason, but if you're going to bet it, do your due diligence. Who's playing, who's not? If a starting quarterback, Jordan Love is going against a backup Cincinnati D or a Kenny Pickett's going against a backup Bucks D that might be worth. And maybe it's not a game sprinkle, a first quarter, first half bet. And then ask yourself who that better, who that better team is franchise wise, flow wise, who's had a better camp. Who's, who's got a little momentum from last year. And then do they have anything to work on in that game? Is there a team that has to work on something specifically versus a team that's going out there and just grateful for the reps? All of those things, that one, two, three, do's and don'ts preseason. And again, as you get closer to week four, or week three, excuse me, of the preseason, you're going to start to see more starters getting more reps. But, you know, you get, I heard Colin talking with Golden Tate yesterday on the herd. You listen to them talking out. Russell Wilson and the whole starting offense coming out for the Broncos who end up losing that game, by the way, and the Cardinal social team dragging Russell Wilson on Twitter. You got to love it. You know, that's telling. Why is Russell Wilson out there in the beginning of August in week one preseason reps? Because according to Golden Tate, they got an incredible amount of work to do. So all those things, take them into account. You might find value and, you know, I bet under on Texans Patriots because I knew the Texans weren't going to do anything against that Patriots D and Bailey Zappi wasn't going to go down and light up the scoreboard ends up being 29 total points in that game, a double digit clearing W just pick your spots, but there is a little bit of value in the preseason just because it is the preseason the games don't matter, but in the betting world, they always do. And we end the show real quick. Two signings on team running back, baby. 
I'm on Revis Island with the running backs. I'm pro running back. I find it unfathomable in this league that you can't find a way to place a Dalvin Cook, et cetera, by mid-August. But thankfully, and I can't wait for Hard Knocks round two, Aaron Rodgers takes the pay cut. They do what they said they would do with the Jets general management. They go out, they get a dude. Dalvin Cook, four-time Pro Bowler, Vikings third-team all-leading rusher, fourth in the history of the Vikings in rushing touchdowns, four straight years over 1,100 yards, four straight Pro Bowls. Again, the Vikings are acting like Alexander Madison's just going to walk right in and do this. I mean, Dalvin Cook's got a brother in the league. The genes are special, all right? Thomas Julius Jones, baby. You don't see it very often. Dalvin Cook, unbelievable insurance. Brees Hall coming back from an ACL. That's going to be scary. Now, remember what Aaron Rodgers was able to lean on once A.J. Dillon got into the picture with, with Aaron Jones. A two, two, truly running back system in the backfield. This is huge, man. This is huge. Now, Zeke to the Patriots. Damian Harris goes over to Bill's Mafia. You look at Ramondre. They got Ty Montgomery. This team needed a Zeke, believe it or not. Now, I don't think it's nothing, but I don't think it's something spectacular. It's not as big as a Dalvin Cook sign. Zeke, again, the Cowboys are very good at drafting. Say what you will. They can't put it all together. They have done an excellent job assessing offensive talent in this draft world the last decade on. Look at their offensive line turnover. Look at their skill position turnover. They almost don't miss a beat at running back, wide receiver, et cetera. They got another stud in Deuce Vaughn. But Zeke, you know, 231 carries last year, 876 at a 3.8 per 12 tugs. It's not going to move the needle for me. Again, they made that joke on BR betting. No line moved once these two lads signed Jets pass respectively. But what it does do for New England on their offensive side is it adds a piece. And I came down hard on New England for going Devontae Parker over DeAndre Hopkins. You know, I like the Gusecki signing. I like the Juju signing. I'm not saying they've done nothing on offense, but this is big. I think this is something. And Zeke, Kind of still has something to prove. And Zeke with Ramondre, I mean, they could be a little bit of bully ball and take a little bit of pressure off of Mac Jones, who's more of a game manager than a top-tier quarterback talent. So I think this is great for the league. These are two names, again, in the fantasy world as I hop off here. Don't jump on them way too early because of their names. I said that you know a week and a half ago on, on the fantasy football show when we were ranking, ranking players. Don't fall in love with the name. Understand Dalvin Cook's role here and put aside all of those accolades he did in Minnesota. He is not going to get the traction and the bandwidth and have the same bandwidth as he was in many as he is in New York. He's just playing a role, but it does do a ton for me for morale and just more momentum for that Jets over nine and a half, which I stamped a long time ago. So we're out of here. I, I thought. Anthony Richardson was the most polarizing for the tiny, tiny little examples we got between him, Bryce, and CJ. I think all three are going to be fine. I think the Colts over six and a half wins. It is juiced at minus 130, minus 135, depending where you shop. Something to think about. Again, 
top six offensive line from last year. Jonathan Taylor reported to camp and they announced Anthony Richardson as a starter. That is that not something that's got to be something I, for a team. It was four twelve and one last year with the worst point differential in the league at minus one thirty eight. I don't know what the Colts could be yet. I, I, I actually don't know. I think it's going to be trials and tribs, though, for the Texans and the Panthers. They got a mountain to climb. Colts, you know, let's not forget. When's the last time the Colts swung and missed at quarterback? I mean, really think about that when you're flirting with Colts over six and a half. And we're going to keep an eye on O'Connell and this Raiders team. I'm going to keep selling you on the Bears. And let's see how. These week two quarterbacks, by the way, I do want to mention this Stetson Bennett, Dorian Thompson, Robinson, Rams, Browns. Those dudes ain't seen the field this year. They looked fantastic and do's and don'ts of the preseason back to better company culture. Doesn't always work out, but often does figure out who's playing. Who's not take advantage of those starting quarterbacks versus backup defenses in those first quarter, first half bets. And do they have anything to work on? Dalvin Tudchips. Appreciate you for Paul, for myself, for Volume Sports. It's the Moneyline Monaco Show. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't forget to hug your mothers. We'll see you tomorrow. The Volume.